Jonky Kong. <laughs> Jario. Jonathan Kong. John Jonic. Jonic the Jedgehog. Jonic Kong. I think the key's giving me brain damage. John Dread. <laughs> are you are you are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the Funny Papers, a show where three thirty-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic '90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. It's big brain time. And Jim. I just flew in from Bluffington, and boy are my lungs sore for some reason. Today, we cover episode 21, part 2 on Doug. And if you're following along on YouTube, this is episode 19. Uh, In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 21, part 2's title is Doug on His Own. Fuck this episode. You say that every day. (laughs) Well, he does in fact say every day. Unrelated to any Doug episode he may or may not have watched. It's just how he wakes up. He kind of does because he says it in the he says it in our group text. This episode is for babies. This one is particularly for babies. That I'm with you. I got got goo goo. Sometimes it's good to be alone, but then sometimes it's scary. Got got goo goo. It's like they made this show for children. It should be perfect for you. This should be. No, I like adult things like video games and pornography. This should be your favorite episode. There's no video game. There's little few video games and no pornography. Hey, hey, zero out of ten. I mean, there could have been off screen. (laughs) There's the part where Frankenstein is wearing a uh, what the fuck is the name of that? A sundress and a floppy hat. Yeah, that's somebody's fetish. (laughs) Somebody's. (laughs) Who? Anyways, it's too hard to say. Can't imagine. Yeah. So yeah. So let's let's get into this episode before Sam gets too too mad, and we'll 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 kind of lead into it as we go. Uh, this is an episode uh, where it's like Doug is by himself, sort of, which is by like you know the title of the episode. Uh, it begins with like the opening little stinger is like an ominous sight of the the night sky as like uh, the clouds are going over the moon and it's playing kind of scary music. And uh, it turns out that the ominous event that is being broadcast is that it is the night of Judy's school dance. And the, that, that Doug's parents are going to chaperone for it, along with Mrs. Dink for some reason. Why? Hey, kids, ever see that movie Carrie? No, obviously. <laughs> I, I assure you that whatever happens at Judy's dance is going to be completely fine, normal, and will involve no pig's blood. Nah, Judy's one of the bullies for Carrie, because Carrie's parents definitely didn't go to that dance. I don't know at all what you guys are talking about, but I believe you. <laughs> it's a horror movie about uh, what would happen if Doug had psychic powers. Oh, so so fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, but so okay. Something struck me about this immediately when it's like, okay, it's it's it's, it's the night of Judy's school dance, right? Uh, this is part two of a two-part episode, right? And the first part was the episode where we had concrete time evidence that it was in July. Right. Right. That's correct. So this is like 100% proof right now that these episodes don't take place in chronological order, right? Absolutely because not. It was summer, like demonstrably July, and now it's school time, right? So. Or was it's the like, dance unrelated, or did they just have school dances in the middle of summer because fuck you, who cares? Is Judy going to summer school? And does summer school have dances? <laughs> Dumb, weird. Like, dumb art school, entirely possible that they'd have a dumb summer dance. Hmm. Yeah, it could be like a, like, kind of like an against the grain kind of thing. They're like, man, all these normies have school dances during the school year, but we have it in the summer, right? Though, in the further cases of Bluffington itself being a place where space, time, and basic social fabric is sick... Mom and Dad are on the refreshment committee for this dance. Okay, fine, whatever. 
so is Mrs. Dink. And the weird thing about that is Mrs. Dink has baked three cakes <laughs> for the for refreshments a dance. For a, <laughs> pardon me, is this a middle school or a high school? Which one is Judy from? I think it's a high school, but I don't think it's confirmed yeah. ever. She like, acts like a high schooler. Yeah, but, but so, so does, does Doug. Doug so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's in know. college. Maybe she's an adult and she's just going to a dance. Maybe this is an irony thing. Right. Well, maybe she's also in elementary school. Because remember the time she went to the dance with as cousin Melvin? That's true. And no one was no one was like, hey, what is this adult doing in the room? Yeah. I'm sorry, maybe. what's cousin Melvin? Right. When, when there was someone who might have existed named cousin Melvin who doesn't actually exist that okay, went to the go. dance. Of course. Uh, and yeah, it's... It's okay. Maybe she goes to the art elementary school. Maybe she's in preschool. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe this is a Benjamin Button universe, and everybody ages backwards. I mean, that's why uh, Doug's parents aren't ever around because they're going into preschool. That also <laughs> explains why Doug is at the top of the family tree. Because oh, yeah. if Doug's at the top of the family tree, if it's a Benjamin Button setup as the youngest one there, he is in fact the oldest. Now, yeah. admittedly, eventually Dirt Bike will come along and throw all of this out the window. But that's, that's until not canon, Dirt though. Bike, who is not canon, is brought in, I think we have a viable theory to keep ourselves together through this episode, at least. And that explains why, in the very first episode, uh, Doug's dad sent him out to go get the fast burgers because the one the man who's in the charge. House. And why yeah, the only the pop culture references Doug knows are pop culture references from 50 fucking years ago. Oh, man. All right. Well, okay, so then why does he go to elementary school and his dad is a. Because he's still a baby. That's, I mean, it's Benjamin Button universe. It doesn't stop you from being a baby. I guess. Okay. You still gotta do baby things. <laughs> Just because you have the full knowledge of Idiot. an adult <laughs> right. doesn't mean that you can't still be an incredibly stupid person, as nobody on this podcast can attest. Right, of course. Correct. Uh, <laughs> we're I all very PhD smart. I in being a genius. <laughs> That's a science fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so yeah, as you say, uh... Doug, Doug's parents and Mrs. Dink are on the refreshment committee, uh, and they're all getting ready to leave. Um, they're all, like, kind of congregating in Doug's house, and Judy comes down the stairs. Uh, she's wearing, she's still wearing, like, her beret and her glasses, uh, but she's in a dress, and uh, she's so mortified. She's like, Going to a school dance with my parents. This is so embarrassing. I mean, okay, it makes sense that, like, you know, she doesn't like that. But her mom's like, okay, yeah, maybe you'll have some fun, though. Uh, And this is the line where something kind of interesting happens here. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Jim, do you want to take this one? (laughs) I... No? Okay, I'll do it. Allow me. Hold on. Let me get myself in the right space. So, Judy says that it is not... She's not doing this to have fun. This is research. Important scientific work. This is research for my part in the next school play. Teenage bimbos from planet Earth. Okay, so first off, yeah, it's a play, right? This is a play that's happening? Yes, this is something that Jim Jenkins came up with and thought wasn't weird. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Sam, remember back when you said there was no pornography in this episode? <laughs> no. No. Okay, yeah, good. That, that was yesterday. That was <laughs> off that was off camera. No further questions. That was in the winter. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> taking <laughs> place across multiple seasons. Uh so hold on. Like teen teenage bimbos from outer space, right? Like so first off, yeah, on a base uh, level. Teenage bimbos right. from planet Earth. Yeah. So okay, so I was talking I was talking with Talia about this. Like I mentioned that phrase, and we both came up with like Wait, planet Earth? So maybe Doug doesn't actually take place on Earth, right? We've talked about how Doug might not take place in the United States. Maybe it's not on Earth. Maybe this is like a research piece? I'd like you to know that I started trying to Google teenage bimbos from outer space and then immediately (laughs) thought better of it. Okay. That's a good idea, man. 
Right. Oh, because because you were Googling outer space instead of planet Earth, right? Yeah, good. So you thought Let me just open an incognito tab. <laughs> right, let's just start with teenage bimbos. Okay. I'm <laughs> okay. I'm going. All oh, right. Dude, now door. we're getting somewhere. <laughs> uh, Jim, uh, lock your door. No. <laughs> FBI, it's cool. Jim, turn your monitor on. <laughs> Engaging. Oh, but uh, yeah, no, but it's like, okay, so this might not actually be taking place on Earth, right? This might be like a research piece, like, because we know that the government's not what it appears to be, right? We know that, like, it might not be a democracy, and therefore this might not be in the United States. It might be like some fucked up weird oligarchy. And like, we've seen multiple images of like a map of the world, and it's not the Earth, right? Like, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but like, this this might be outer space. This might be a different solar system or like Jupiter or some shit, right? I don't know. It's, mm. a, Something- it's a utopia in outer space, and then they're gonna go to where all the uh, the mean girls that won't have sex with me on Earth is. <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> That's Earth. <laughs> it's everywhere on Earth. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yes. No further questions. The problem is that I'll bet you that's Jim Jenkins' actual line of thought. Oh, no. Jim, Jim, how's that Googling going? <laughs> Did you find anything? <laughs> I turned off a bunch of very interesting information, none of it relevant to our discussion, sadly. I did, however, learn that they changed the name of Teenage Bloodsucking Bimbos from 2016 to Girls Just Want to Have Blood, released 2019. <laughs> uh... Okay. Aren't you like, glad you asked me that question, Mike? Aren't you what? grateful that you have learned the answer to that question? A little bit, yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Is that is that from the Criterion Collection? Is that, is that from another Nickelodeon franchise? <laughs> we can only assume. The answer to both is yes. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be. The Criterion <laughs> Collection of Nickelodeon-themed, barely not pornography. <laughs> right. Anyway, so Judy says that she is researching this because she is playing the head bimbo, uh, and she is going to the, the lead dance. bimbo. Excuse you. <laughs> of course, the lead bimbo. A uh, lot going on here, Jenkins. As the lead bimbo, I've got to find out what it's like being a typical shallow teenager. I've got to look into their empty heads and get into the character's vacuous soul. She's going to play Doug. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Doug, right. Doug's, uh, Doug's not hot enough to be a himbo, though. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, okay, <laughs> He's just a like, dumb asshole. There's a subtle distinction. But, like, Judy had a bunch of fun at the hoedown, right? Like, maybe Melvin that episode... had a bunch of fun at the hoedown. And we <laughs> all know. She's in part. Yeah. But even after Judy was outed as Judy, Judy went and had a bunch of fun. Although I guess Patty still called her Melvin. But maybe that episode Correct. takes place after this episode because she like realizes that dances can be fun. Is there a is there a season that goes along with hoedowns? I would want to say fall because I that, also want to say fall, but I don't have any evidence in my head to support that other than that was the first <laughs> thing that came to my head. Like that's that whole harvest festival thing of okay, thank the farmers celebrating, okay, we can stop doing work for a while. Now we settle right. in to not starve. And like hay rides that go to Halloween mazes and shit. Yeah, I, I think. You can very much tell I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but... <laughs> My favorite, uh, don't like, actually, I dragged you along to one of these ones. Like, the fact that the fall festival occurred in the tiny town I grew up in... Oh, yeah! La- ...occurs in mid-August, because actual fall, the farmers got shit to do. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, so that's when this is probably taking place. Uh, or at least that's when the hoedown episode takes place, and then this one took place after that when she realized, fine, great. Okay, so... So they're they're getting ready to go and Doug's dad gives Doug pizza money cuz he finally realizes that hey it's like late night and we should probably feed Doug before we go. So like it's like an afterthought on the way out they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, hey Doug, here's some money for food, I guess." <laughs> pizza is like the room service of the outside, right? <laughs> right. 
Uh, and and Doug's mom gives him the numbers to the the emergency numbers to the police, the fire department, and the vet. And, it's nine one one nine one one, and then like you could probably do use nine one one for the same effect <laughs> the last one. Right. They'll get you to the right place. And here's the number for the mayor's secret police. Right. If you want them to show up and arrest your dog, you can call this number. Uh, and and oh yeah, and Bud is next door. Bud Dink. Uh, so I guess they just foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, but also like and so cool that this Bud Dink is also- not allowed at the other school dances for reasons. <laughs> oh, God. We know he's allowed at the element Bluffington Elementary. He's not allowed at the art school. There might be sinister reasons for that. There also might just be because of his trials with the auto-painting machine. He's just been banned. Right, yeah. I think it's because he's too science-minded, and they don't allow him there. (laughs) We only accept Um, people who uh, obey the ways of mysticism here. Right, of course. Uh, But so... So Doug is pumped. He's like, yeah, I have the house to myself all night long. I can do whatever I want. There's the bit where he just mentions, I hate it when grown-ups treat me like I'm some kind of baby or something. Yeah, bad news for you on that front, Doug. <laughs> Set the baby. Right, exactly. Oh, also, <laughs> other very important note here. So Doug's been given the phone number for the cops, and we have theorized that Roger wants to be head sheriff because his dad may or may not be a cop. Uh-huh, this is so. Imagine Doug calls the cops and it's just Roger. <laughs> yeah, hey, just, funny! You dialed 911? I'm a junior auxiliary. <laughs> Roger is just... Roger, I got stabbed! <laughs> <laughs> Roger, help! He's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Roger is just the dispatch. Bleed out and die, funny. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's just just Chucky from uh, Child's Play. (laughs) We have talked about how Roger's kind of the Joker. That would be a very Joker move. (laughs) I've rerouted all your calls to go to me, funny. No reason. (laughs) I just think it's funny. Right, I'm the uh, I'm the, the the dispatcher, but only for the funny household. That's why he has to hang outside of Doug's house all the time. He hits a big alarm bell every time something happens at the funny household, and that's when an episode starts. <laughs> Just Roger <laughs> sitting back on a recliner, got a pipe, reading the newspaper. The alarm goes off, and just the newspaper folds over, and he sighs a little bit. He just right. slicks his hair back. It says. Time to go to work. Right, and then he slides down a fireman pole and puts on his leather jacket and, like, forces his face into a sneer. (laughs) Cat gives him a loving lick as he goes. Right, and with the sneer on his face, he looks in the mirror and goes, What have I become? (laughs) (laughs) And then, ha, ha, ha. It's a good thing the government pays me so much money to do this. (laughs) Good use of fiscal funds, the slush fund for Bluffington. (laughs) There is no reason to defund the organization that pays me to do this. (laughs) I don't care that my textbooks are out of date. I get to shoot Doug. (laughs) Please, please, if we're being candid about him being a cop, he's going to shoot the dog. Right. (laughs) First, at least. Yes. Later on, there may be some of that. Well, that's why he's the dispatcher for the vet, too. Ah, right. That makes sense. Yeah. He's the vet cops, an entirely different part of the program. He's fucking, what was the name of the uh, the, the, the dog cops? Dog, what was the, oh my God, there was an episode where... No, where Doug was a dog cop. He fantasized... Oh, be, fucking uh, hell, Doug You know Nett. what I'm talking about, right? Dog Do- net. Dog net, dog there it net. is. <laughs> Yeah, he's Dognet. And it's a similar episode because it's the same nonsense of a storm happening. Actually, no, that episode happens at the same time as this one, courtesy of the fact it's the first time weather has happened in Bluffington. (laughs) There can only be one storm in Bluffington. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, okay, so... (laughs) so, 
<laughs> Basically, yeah. So th- this happens, and then uh, Doug is given cursory pizza money, I guess, because he's just like, you, I guess you shouldn't starve. Uh, and then Doug is like, hooray, I get to be on my own. Uh, he plays, uh, he puts some music on. There's a bunch of, like, albums in here. They're all, like, weird. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Allow me. Metallica Kumbaya. Ya, 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 nini. Whipsaw. <laughs> And bad quartet. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's, I think, well, actually, wait, wait, you say Metallica. It was called Metallico, and I looked up what Metallico is, and it's a big scrap metal recycler in the United States. (laughs) We're sponsored by them now. (laughs) God damn it, I'm sorry. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. So, For some reason, Blue Apron didn't renew us after the small penis extension program. Right, right. We got we got a bunch of money from them and them, and then sold out to Big Scrap Metal. We got censored by the tyrannical government. <laughs> Just For because our views on truth. <laughs> Just because um, of literally anything we've said ever. <laughs> Okay, so Doug puts the CD in the stereo, and he pushes the, the... The stereo is covered in buttons, but he pushes the one thing that is not a button in order to play this music. Naturally. Good. Like, Good. I'm just like, all right. Uh, and he uh, and he does all the things he ever dreamed about. He, uh, well, hold on, hold on. Yep. It starts with a risky business reference. I know you haven't seen this one, Mike. But, yeah, what's like, that? It's... <laughs> Have you ever seen references to a guy just like swinging out into a hallway just wearing his underwear? It's a Tom Cruise movie from the 80s and literally every cartoon in the 1990s references it in some way. And what I noticed about this is that every other show that references something puts its own spin on it. Like Animaniacs and The Simpsons add like some sort of character-based joke. <laughs> this one is just like, "Oh yeah, it's risky business." Remember that? No, That's obviously. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe you. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, that's what they do with everything, right? They're just yeah, like, it's hey. just like, here it is. You remember that thing? <laughs> like, There's something about just the pure remember the thing as opposed to at least, here's the thing, but with our twist on it. Like, I hate to be completely self-referential, but going back <laughs> to that earlier bout of psychosis we had, we're adding new twists to our horrifying mythology as it develops, because if you just say, hey, that episode happened before, that sucks and nobody likes it. Yeah, you have to add a little sprinkling of mental illness onto it. <laughs> yeah, Doug doesn't have the creativity to do this. Like, this is a thing that I know exists. I don't know enough about the thing to put it into anything else. And so you end up with shit like... The ballet episode about how actually tights are okay to wear. Or the Boy Scouts episode about, uh, I think there was something to do with Satan. They had the Ben Hur reference that didn't do anything and went nowhere. It might have been last yeah. episode. Yeah, that was last yeah. episode. Yeah. I. I mean, okay, it's, but what else were they going to do with it? Were they going to have... Not like, do that. Just do something else. <laughs> do a character note on it. Like, you can have a, okay, Doug swings out into, like, doing the full risky business thing, and then Pork Chop is looking at him like, really? That's almost nothing, but it would be a change. Sure. Or if, like... He wasn't wearing underwear. No, never mind. I don't want that one. Delete, no, I don't delete, want that delete. One. You didn't hear that. Shut up. Shit, shut delete. Up. <laughs> <laughs> FBI, it's fine. It's fine. I <laughs> delete. I don't know. <laughs> God, I don't know how he would have put his own spin on it. I guess you can't, I can't because there aren't like character traits in this show. That's There's true. nothing to like bounce off of. Right. Fair. Okay. Wait, how how come I'm the only one that ever gets in trouble when I make calls like that? You guys do it. You self-correct. You guys do it literally all the time. We just like drop trowel and then just go to the wind. You were just like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Is this Also Sam got sent to Cook County Jail, remember? Is this the lesson that American politics that politicians have taken on of always double down? Correct. That's right. 
So I Doug has. I have the most terrible news for you, Mike. Doug has taught you a moral. <laughs> <laughs> it's taught the other morals, and that podcasting can be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're working on that one. Give us. A I'm minute. having a pure experience with my best friend. If uh, if Doug got relaunched like this year, he would have a podcast episode. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, no. And then you know Dear what would podcast. Happen? You know what would happen? No, he would probably just be a fucking podcaster. Oh no. <laughs> And then you know what would happen? Someone would make a podcast about that, and then they'd be more popular than us. <laughs> You're acting as if we wouldn't also do it. I mean, we and would kill do them it. and take their power. <laughs> right, but I mean, like someone famous and like important would do it. <laughs> Josh Gad. And then we'd have to play them in intramural softball for the rights to the show. That's how that works, right? Then yeah. we pull out the goofy-shaped bats and uh, do what needs to be done. <laughs> Submit to Disney corporate. <laughs> right. Where we have to, like, come to Disney in, like, trench coats and masks and be like, we got something for you if you, <laughs> if you trade us the rights to the Doug podcast. Oh, that is I'm one of my. I'm gonna beg the Disney Corporation to let me do a podcast about The Simpsons. <laughs> I did hear they did something kind of cute along those lines. That uh, like the uh, Dragon Ball Z people, when they had some, like they did some redo of it that involved uh, shortening it up, and they had just a tiny little in joke in the middle of it where they brought on a couple of people who did uh, abridged Dragon Ball shorts. To voice act the voice acted versions of the characters on the TV. Like, the in universe, there is a TV show of the Dragon Ball gang's exploits, and hey, oh, wait a minute, I recognize that voice. That's so, great. good news, team. In the inevitable uh, Doug reboot, we will get a single bit voice part that involves us being summarily executed by Mr. Bluff Secret Police. I'm Doug. I'm Doug. It's me. I'm Doug. No, you're Percy Femur. <laughs> I mean, it's me in real life. I'm saying I'm oh, Doug in the fiction. Got it. I mean, honestly, kind of dream job. <laughs> <laughs> Bit part and then being immediately executed? I mean, sure, but I would have gotten to do what I want to do. I would have achieved my dream of trying to be a fucking voice actor. Good point. Oh, but... Okay, so let's actually, hey, we haven't barely got into this episode at all. There's huh? not going to be much to talk about, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this one doesn't go anywhere fast. Well, okay, let's go back to it at least for a little bit before we fucking veer off course again, inevitably. Um, so where were we? Okay, he plays the music, and he jumps out in the underwear, and he does other things that he can only do when he's alone at the house. Like, he he and Porkchop drink milk straight from the carton, which is awful. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Live your truth. They jack <laughs> off on the couch. Right, they do that, and then they jump on the bed. Uh, and they then, jack off on the bed. Right, of course. Uh, and then they go, and they try and go into uh judy's room to get to do guess what <laughs> to to drink milk yeah and, <laughs> let's drink milk sam he's Can't getting the mask he's getting right oh mix, shit maybe it's because he had no other reason to go in there right yes that's what i'm at that's what i'm saying it was oh, mentioned shit. that uh like judy did say and as always dear brother if you go in my room i shall be forced to kill you and then, of course, he tries to sneak into Judy's room, and a Rube Goldberg device goes off, and a recording device says, I warned you to stay out of my room. Now you must die! Let's get out of here! I mean, good on Judy for recognizing that that threat alone would be enough to work, because if that recording keeps going, it's a pause for like three seconds, and when I get back, of course, because I'm not here in this room right now, and I can't stop you from doing anything. Dude, I don't know. Those might be, like, the ritual casting words to summon Uncle Happy. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> she has the mask. She does have the mask. 
That's what Doug was just drawn into. Like, he had no other reason to go in there. He probably didn't even know he was doing it. He probably, like, woke up from a stupor at the sound of her voice and was like, oh, we gotta go. Yeah. Oh, wait, shit. <laughs> Why won't you just, like, reset out the Rube Goldberg device and turn off the recording? Because, well, because you're Doug funny and you're incredibly stupid. But also uh, because of what I just said, that, like, he he didn't know he was doing it. Like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't conscious. It wasn't uh, his own action. And Porkchop was just going along with it because what the hell? He's got nothing better to do. Then be a uh, normal pervert, Doug. God damn it. <laughs> then Doug decides that it's time to order pizza. Uh, he he orders he orders from Speedy Pizza. He gets one with cheese, with, with with beets, with trout, with mushrooms, banana, blueberries, and prunes on it. He wants everything. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, very very cool. And. One thing that is fun to notice is that now at least they have a phone that has all the digits on it. Well, no, it doesn't have the star and the pound sign on it, but it has everything else. Unlike the last phone, which had most numbers, most buttons. Yeah, it's most of the buttons now. <laughs> so that's good. They upgraded the house slightly. Also, now I'm kind of curious if trout on pizza would be any good. Maybe actually. No. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Things on pizza is bad. <laughs> I like pineapple. I'm one of those guys. Pineapple bad. is good as long as you also pepperoni have ham. bad, ham bad. <laughs> I agree with you on pepperoni being bad. However, sausage bad. Now I'm going to have to kill you. I agree. So anyway, debate in the comments, folks. Uh, so the time is the only good one. <laughs> That's so, the only good one. Yes, we have the name so, for our warring timelines now. There's the sausage <laughs> timeline, the cheese timeline, and the whatever the hell Mike likes timeline. I just said pineapple. You guys never fucking listen to me, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I also like pineapple, so that can't be universally yours. <laughs> so I mean, other people ostensibly like cheese or sausage. See, both Bullshit. of these heretics like pineapple on their pizza. That's why you have to listen to me. <laughs> the <course>. good one. <laughs> <laughs> The only one who listens. <laughs> Fucking psychos. <Yeah. laughs> okay. <laughs> well, when the schism happens, then maybe this... <laughs> the schism this happens approximately the... an hour ago. <laughs> right. God. <laughs> okay, I hope not. I like you guys. Same. Scrape <laughs> that pineapple off those pe- of the pizza, and then I can like you back. <laughs> Fucking heretic. <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> okay. So. Pick anyway, your sides in the upcoming uh, Civil War in the comments. Right. Uh, okay. So, anyway, um, Doug decides, him and Porkchop go and they sit down on the couch uh, and they start to eat some chocolate ice cream together. Yep. We're back to <laughs> yep, this. Now. Correct. Right. <laughs> it's been how Porkchop many episodes? looks sick, but he, 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 he soldiers on. It's been how many episodes? We're back to fucking feeding dogs chocolate ice cream. There's actually a shot later where Porkchop is like weirdly malformed and like frowning. And maybe it's probably nothing. He's dying yeah. of chocolate poisoning. So <laughs> <laughs> my parents perfect. said I would die of <laughs> the most noble death. <laughs> I'm dying like a Dutch king. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Doug. Just, you just got chocolate gout. <laughs> <laughs> like swollen fingers covered in chocolate. <laughs> I'm just like trying to put in my mouth and I can't fit them. You just can't fit them in the chocolate yeah. jar anymore. Like treats. <laughs> treats you. Even now you abandon me. <laughs> oh no. Chocolate gout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, because of course that yeah, that's the only thing you could get from that. Anyway, yes. so uh, they sit down and they watch TV, uh, and they turn it on, and it's like a scary story show. Ah, uh, welcome to Freak Out Theater, and our feature movie, The Evil House on the Prairie. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be a rip off of Fright Night. I mean, it's now they're just like, hey, remember that thing. I it's didn't. a combination of two different <laughs> Hey Remember That Things. Because one, there's Fright Night, and two, there's Little House on the Prairie. Right. I, I didn't know what Fright Night was, but I believe you. <laughs> Incidentally, Little House on the Prairie, just a fun additional childhood ruining fact for everybody. 
Great. The Little House on the Prairie Lady, like Laura Ingalls Wilder, all of her books were published by her daughter, who was a libertarian nut job, like one of Ayn Rand's inner circle. And if you take a look at those books as an adult, you suddenly kind of piece together a couple of the pieces that are missing. You may notice that, say, Papa Wilder keeps on failing at home studying abandoning his territory and moving a little bit further west so his creditors don't catch him. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get skewered for this in the comments. It's uh, Tales from the Crypt, not Fright Night. Thank Fuck, you. Fuck I now I get it. <laughs> Obviously idiot. <laughs> don't but yeah, the, the other bit on the uh Little House on the Prairie thing, the big problem that Papa Wilder had and the big problem with a lot of libertarian philosophy is that Operation Let's Colonize the West was launched under an assumption. That assumption was, it's gotta raid out here eventually, right? No. No, it doesn't gotta. In fact, Uh you can try very hard and just get curb stomped by nature. This happens, (laughs) he said in quarantine for the 18th month. (laughs) God. Well, so Doug is watching this show, and um, uh, he's—he—it's like a—it's like a kid who's in a in a in a log cabin with his dog Cutlet. Ha <laughs> ha! Jokes. Boy, it sure is great having the house all to ourselves tonight. Isn't that right, Cutlet? Boy, this movie sure looks familiar, Pork Chop. Now, this line sparked something in me too. Uh, do you guys remember that we've talked a lot about how, again, self-referentialing, but like this is is building on theories. Uh, we've talked a lot about how the TV might listen to Doug because like there was the Sky Davis episode where like every commercial was about shoes when Doug was thinking about shoes. Uh, they, they were like the ghosts in the static at that one point. Uh, that, that There was that episode where when Porkchop ran away, uh, it was like all about, oh, do you know where your kids are, right? Like the TV is always about what Doug is, go- what's going on in Doug's life, right? And this is happening again, right? Yep. And this is also the most reactive the TV ever gets. I mean, his house is probably haunted based on right. like what happens in this episode. True. But yeah, so I, so he's watching this, uh, and the, there's like a knock at the door, and oh, it's a bandit at the door. Who is it? The Express. Telegram. Gee, <laughs> Cutlet, I wonder if it's really a telegram, or if it's that low-down bandit who says he's delivering a telegram. It's the bandit, you dope. Don't open the door. He's like, oh man, someone's got to tell him. Someone's got to tell the guy that, you know, the there's TV a bandit show. coming. Yeah. I have <laughs> and, to talk uh, to the man on the side of the television. Right. And then the house eats the bandit. The suspiciously Roger Klotz looking ass bandit. Right. And, okay, so there's like this weird thing here because Doug is pumped about this, right? There's like a, there's like a hey, Porchup, did you see that? The, 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 the house ate the bandit. Hooray. Great job. You know? Way to go. And like, like he thinks it's he thinks it's cool that the house is haunted, right? Yep. Uh, but then the kid tries to leave the house, and he and and he like or he's just like sitting around in there. And Doug says the amazing phrase: "Get out of the house, you loser! The house is gonna eat you too." No, you can't make me. <laughs> Doug, meet the kettle. <laughs> Basically. <Yeah. laughs> And, and he says, like, someone's got to warn him. Uh, and he screams, run! And then he's teleported into the TV. Uh, and, like, he has a fantasy where he's talking to the kid. But this is a bit of a weird fantasy, too, because it also shows a shot from Doug's house looking at the TV, showing Doug in the scene on the TV, right? So this might actually be happening, right? It might not just be a fantasy. Yeah, I think Doug has been sucked into the TV because the TV is an imagination. Bleh. An imagination zone like unto his own. And is it Doug yeah. already lives mostly in an imaginary realm? He is, as he starts to imagine about the TV, the TV, much like the uh, house within it, kind of unhinges its metaphysical jaws and swallows him whole. Yeah. Later on in his life, Doug's going to have some real opinions about uh, Barack Obama and whatever's on Fox News this week. <laughs> Oh, God, he's going to imagine himself, like, talking to Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Tucker Carlson is going to interview him. He's going to ask him why he's so handsome. <laughs> oh, God. 
He's just going to imagine himself watching. Like, he's going to turn on Fox News and imagine himself just making out with Sean Hannity. <laughs> oh, no. Just like the newscast episode. Doing the news can be fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my All God. the perks you get. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so Doug is like, he like weirdly like introduces himself to this kid on the TV. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I just zapped myself in with the remote. Ha ha. And then everything in the in the house like comes to life and comes to like eat the two of them. And now Doug is not pumped that the house is alive. Like he dramatically changes his view constantly that like the Doug, that it's cool the house is alive because it ate the bad guy. But it's bad because it's going to eat him now. Right. Uh, and. Then he just, then he gets zapped out, right? Then he just like, he's, he's staring unblinking for a moment. There's like a shot of him staring unblinking at the TV and then he gasps to life. So this is like further super evidence that these, these fantasies happen in real time or that this wasn't a fantasy. This was actual possession, right? There's too much to examine here. We're going to need additional information. Like there's, I think your just, theory is viable, but I want other aspects on the dimension to which Doug has accidentally inserted himself. Because as we know from the Klotzenstein episode, TV itself in the Doug universe is a malevolent force. Well, it's it's weird, though, because he zaps himself into the TV with the remote right into the middle of the haunted house and then tries to convince the person there that it's a haunted house. And then the house becomes haunted and he goes... Up, oh, see ya, and then zaps himself out of it. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't bring the kid with him. Right, never Christ. mind. <laughs> yeah, you're on your own, shithead. So okay, so then that means that it's probably a fantasy if he actually has the capability to zap himself out. I right? would say so, but I mean, like, I mean, part of the fantasy might have been the ability to zap himself in in the beat to begin with. Sure. So it might it might be real. I don't. It, it, <laughs> the thing is, it, no matter what the reality is here, it's inconsequential. Of course, <laughs> yeah. It, all this does is it serves to make Doug scared. Uh, He's already so, been scared, so it's pointless. Right, sure. Um, so anyway, so Doug gets scared, uh, and then there's a knock at his door, and it's the pizza guys. It's Speedy Pizza. Delivery. Speedy Pizza. Speedy Pizza? I called you guys over an hour ago. Yes, they should really change the name, shouldn't they? Uh-huh. Hilarious. Really good. So, And Doug, Doug thinks to himself, he's like, uh, oh, do you think it's the real pizza guys, or is it posers who are pretending to be the pizza guys, right? To do what, Doug? <laughs> to, to eat you alive or whatever. <laughs> um, the, 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 the bandit got eaten, so his house is supposed to take yeah. care of it. It doesn't work I, on any fucking level. Yeah, it certainly is no parallel. And it's the same two dudes that do every shitty job in this <laughs> fucking town. Yeah, and it is those two goons, those two town goon guys. Yes. And so I think he's he's actually right to question if they're actually the pizza guys because they're an hour <laughs> late. They probably got replaced, right? The actual pizza guys are tied up in a van somewhere after getting knocked out by these goons, right? He might be right. I can't I can't imagine he's right about anything. Of course, but like of anything that he could be right about. There's there's this he doesn't know why he's right, obviously, right? <laughs> But we know that these guys are sinister and that Doug doesn't dreams his way into not letting him into the house. Um, because what he does is he's like, oh, actually, just pass the pizza pieces one by one through the mail slot and I'll give you the money. Which is very gross. <laughs> and he only gets three slices of it, even though it's an extra large pizza. Right. It's like bigger than both of the guys combined, and he gets three slices of pizza, which which they hand him. Yeah, I guess they didn't want to animate him putting 12 slices of pizza through the uh, the uh, mail slot for some reason. I don't know why. Somebody actually did make a perfect gif of that, <laughs> of Doug just taking pizza out of the mail slot. It's God. I like that gift. Um, but so, yeah, so I, I think he's right. I think he's like, he doesn't know that he's right. He doesn't know that he prevented his own untimely demise, but he did. <laughs> um, great job, Doug. Uh, but yeah, so then Doug is like, he he's, it cuts to a little bit later and he's playing chess by himself. 
Uh, he's playing barnyard chess. There's there's only one color a piece on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Has chess not games. gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, like because he's played chess with pork chop before, right? But yeah, pork chop's there. Pork chop's there. But Doug says, "Fuck you! You can't play." It only puts one color of pieces on the board. Uh, and yeah, and then he gets called by Skeeter, who is uh, watching TV uh, in the dark. Like he's watching TV that his power has gone off, so he's pretending to watch TV. It's I had to good. I had to Google to see if landlines work when the power is off, which makes me a real '90s kid. <laughs> yeah, they, they, do. Do. they do. I remember that. They do. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They so they didn't just totally biff this plot device. <laughs> I thought they did for a second when Doug loses power, but it actually shows it. Like, in a second, a lightning bolt knocks down his, like, phone line. Because God hates Doug, sensibly. Right. Right. Yeah. So, Skeeter is very depressingly watching TV by himself, or watching, pretending to watch TV by himself and imagining commercials. Our electricity went out. I'm watching TV by candlelight, just like in Pioneer Days. Well... How can you watch TV if you don't have any electricity? I don't know, man. I, I just kind of fake it. <laughs> oh, man, not another commercial. Uh, and then Doug's phone and power lines go out. Oh, no, what do we do? Uh, and Doug says that he has learned that he, what he needs to do is reset the circuit breaker. He learned it in Bluff Scouts. Does that fix it if you lose your entire line? No, obviously not. <laughs> 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 like, but Doug thinks it does, and that's almost as good. And and we know that the Bluff Scouts are like a shell organization, right? <laughs> In the event of an EMP going off, just flip the breakers. No reason. He says the words <laughs> Bluff Scout and then has a seizure and wakes up 20 minutes later <laughs> after pissing himself. Well, do you remember in the the Boy Scouts episode in the forest, like their entire like, hey, let's learn about nature was hey, what's something in the forest that teaches you about nature, right? And, like, they never, like, get taught about how to set up a tent or how to... I got this snake. Yeah, I found the devil. I found a gun. (laughs) (laughs) So the Bluff Scouts, like... Are just like a shell organization, right? They they are some kind of, like, tax haven for for the Bluff family. Yeah, or something. (laughs) But, yeah, so... Doug is like, all right, I'll fix this. He goes down and he tries to reset the circuit breaker. And turns out Doug is afraid of the basement. Uh, he imagines that, like, there's a full, like, mannequin that, like, turns into a Frankenstein monster. What kind of baby is scared of Frankenstein monster? Oh, I was afraid that you were going to say what kind of baby's afraid of the basement because I'm kind of afraid of basement. The basement is scary. A Frankenstein is not scary. A Frankenstein is clearly understood as a misunderstood creature. I also just have an additional question here. Why is there a Frankenstein mask on a dummy wearing a dress? Because he wants to look good. I was just laughing about him going down there and then, like, he's truly haunted by, like, visions of his father saying, I love you, son. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, "Ah! Ah!" (laughs) This is impossible. Like, our three voices just break into the show as Doug just imagines three pe- uh, like three separate voices screaming at him from the darkness about how, this is our domain, Doug. <laughs> You're wearing diapers now, Doug. <laughs> it's time for a good moral, Doug. Look, maybe we can uh, lobby for that to be on our part in, in, in the remake when he's a podcaster. And the magic talking basement golems who only Doug can see. <laughs> I'll write a letter to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and only Doug can see it because that represents our small listenership. Dear John Disney. <laughs> Sorry about... All <laughs> sorry all about the episodes, <laughs> dear Dave Disney. <laughs> I will inform on my co-hosts in exchange for a guest spot. <laughs> Signed, Sam. For the, for the most 
token unpaid internship in the studio. Oh, no. Oh, thanks to the Unity guys. I appreciate we stick up for each other. I also am very surprised that you guys didn't react as, like, what the fuck he is when I said I was afraid of the basement. Yeah, no, that one tracks. Everybody's been scared of the That's basement. Fine. Yeah. It's dark and there's weird shapes. Dude, I fucking quit playing piano because the piano was in the basement and I had asked the piano teacher how to play the Phantom of the Opera theme and I didn't want to play the Phantom of the Opera theme in the basement. That <laughs> I'm going to make fun of you for, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's a true story. God damn it, I'm an idiot. God damn it. If you play the fan of the office theme, it's going to summon the phantom. You know that, right? <laughs> and he's, he's going to show up and be like kind of a creepy dude and just be like, hey, I love you, even though I never met you. He's going to have opinions about the podcast. Yeah, kind of a creepy dude who's obsessed with the media he grew up listening to. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, I made a pop culture reference to the fan of the opera. <laughs> <laughs> Only the most popular Broadway show of all time. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> I did it! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, so... Doug is afraid of the basement. He sees that, like, everything starts, like, coming to life. Like, the vacuum cleaner and the furnace. We're animating it with our dread will, yes. <laughs> right. Uh... And, uh, like, they make, like, a horrible voice at him. Like, a straight-up demon voice, right? That's just like, What do you want, boy? This is our house. This is the evil house on Jumbo Street. You don't belong here. It's Uncle Happy. <laughs> right. That was, well, yeah, maybe after- This is our house! <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe after he went into Judy's room and she triggered the mask to come alive, this is actually happening. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, Doug, I'm afraid I must kill you. No, seriously, <laughs> the ritual has begun. You have about half an hour to live. Right, Be exactly. a good sport, Doug! <laughs> <laughs> well, Doug defeats I love them. you, Doug! <laughs> Doug actually successfully picks up a 1991-era vacuum cleaner and hits the mannequin with it. Like, good on him. Those things were fucking heavy. Yeah, I mean, we did learn that Doug actually has very good upper body strength. Yeah, he gets psycho strength when <laughs> yeah. uh, he's hallucinating. Yeah. Right, and like when he caught Patty in the ballet episode, too, right? Good point. Like, he's, he's fucking strong somehow. Even though he's weak, he's got negative muscle mass. He has negative muscle fish, mass, whatever. but his spiritual muscle mass is astonishing. <laughs> it's like when you take a bunch of PCP and you can suddenly like lift a car. It's the same, right. it's the same idea. That common experience right. we've all had, Sam. Right. Of course. Right. Uh, but so he picks up the vacuum, even though the vacuum, even though, even in the fantasy, the vacuum is one of the monsters. So he like bravely picks it up and like hits Hey, the hey, please stop doing that. Actually, never mind. Keep doing that. It's great. <laughs> right uh and so they then he's like all right well okay there's actually nothing scary here uh i, I defeated the monster i guess um and he goes and he he hits the circuit breaker he resets one of them and then he hears some creaking above he hears somebody creeping around the house uh and then the person opens the door to the basement and like falls and like falls down the stairs and Doug is, like, terrified. He's like, who is this person? Turns out it's Mr. Dink. Hooray. It's the Grimace. <laughs> yeah, it's the Grimace. But, like, okay, so Mr. Dink is here. A, why is he sneaking around the house? Like, he never called out or anything. This is he answered like, eventually, and Mr. Dink is a socially awkward weirdo, so okay, within show canon, with established character shit, I get it. He just wanders into the house. It's still not. Uh, you'd ring the doorbell or knock or something. Or say, is anyone home? Like, hey. Hey, Douglas. Yeah, hey, Douglas. Uh, well, maybe he did that when Doug was having the fantasy because the fantasies happen in real time. So maybe that actually already maybe happened. Maybe he was saying, this is our house, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I live here now, Douglas. Yeah. Get out of the basement. I've bought yeah. the property, Douglas. <laughs> it wasn't very expensive. I love you, Douglas. 
Tippy kicked me out for reasons. <laughs> yeah. Can I well, stay with you, Douglas? <laughs> no, that's literally what he fucking says, though, is that, hey, can I stay with you? Yeah. I'm scared of the dark, Douglas. Did they just give him a key to the house? Probably. Sure. I mean, why not? I mean, the, he can go into Mr. Dink's, like, shed anytime he wants, apparently. That's true. Maybe they just leave their house unlocked. Okay. Maybe they yeah, both own each other's houses. <laughs> Maybe it's a communal living space. And that's why Roger can just get in there at all times, because actually he's the one who owns it. Right. True, yeah. Roger's dad is the cop who actually owns everything, and he distributes the land as he sees fit. Yeah. Right. Roger's, this is Roger's, foolproof. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs> Roger's dad is one of the dukes under the kingdom of love. Yes. Yes. <laughs> good. Yes. That's why, that's why, even though it seems like he lives in a trailer, that whole plot of land, that whole, like, hill of the trailer on is, is Roger's family's property. And the, and the trailer is Roger's little, like, That's guest Roger's house, house that is, and Roger's house alone. Yeah. That's why he doesn't live, have parents. Because the parents exactly. have their own house and he gets his own trailer to himself. Exactly. That's like his like clubhouse, yeah. right? Is is that. And so that's why they have that that's why there's no other trailers around there. Alright, this track, this makes sense. Cool for us. <laughs> it's also good that, that Skeeter has a storage space outside of the basement that his parents keep him in. When he transforms into right. Roger, he gets much more spacious accommodations. Exactly. That's why Roger requested an, an outside clubhouse so that when he feels the need to transition into Skeeter, he can do it out of the watchful eye of his parents. Yes. Okay, good. There. Perfect. <laughs> no part of this sounds utterly psychotic. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> no part of this sounds unusual. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, we're almost so, there, boys. We're almost there. <laughs> it's been a weird episode. I'm sweating. Yeah, I am too, actually. I'm like... <laughs> God. Uh, so then, uh, D- D- so Dink is there now, and they both pretend to not be afraid, but they're both actually afraid, and they're like, "All right, let's be together. Let's hang out together." And uh, sometimes it's good to be alone, but sometimes it's scary. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, basically. So that's the moral. Yeah. That's so it. the moral. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Doug says. So I made it through the night, okay. And I learned that being alone can sometimes be a lot of fun, and sometimes it can be scary. But the best part was finding out I wasn't the only one. That's it. I mean, okay, in terms of, like, that's not an actively unharmful moral. Yeah, right? it's a perfectly acceptable moral and also mildly violates our theory of Doug Cannon that this is another theory where, oh, it turns out other people exist and have feelings like you, you moron. Well, they only relate to me, though. True. Because I can only relate to it in terms of what I experience. True. Right. Um, What I want to point out here is we spent most of this episode not talking about this episode. Just to point out how I think it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but in, like... I think it's just that, like, very little, very few things happened in it, yeah. right? Correct. Like, but it wasn't, like, You're terrible. Right. But it wasn't yeah, terrible. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Hang on, hang on. Let me finish. It wasn't terrible to view. Like, there, sure, there's not much happening, but, like, at least it was quick. Yeah. One of the things I love about my cartoons is when nothing happens, and after it's over, I'm going to go, oh, boy, that only took 11 minutes, like, every other episode. Okay, okay, but that's like most TV shows, like most popular TV shows, like on average, like not most my shows, pornos. There are some TV <laughs> no. shows that are just, and many other episodes of Doug that are just agonizing slogs. This right. one is weirdly disjointed and doesn't really know what the hell it wants to do, but because it's not trying to cling to an underlying theme, the various little mini bits go in and out without particular notice. There is a fun uh, little th- crank theory once upon a time that if you chewed your food a hundred times before swallowing, what would come out the other end would be something called digestive Diarrhea. ash. Uh, you're not far wrong. Like That's what this episode was. There was no unpleasing lumps there. It came out in a pure... It went in as a pure liquid stream, and it went out as a pure liquid stream, leaving (laughs) nothing behind. Sure. I mean, 
But again, okay. So, but in terms of like tiers of Doug episodes, a Awful. this one wasn't. This one wasn't actively morally. Ab- Shut up. This one isn't actively yeah. morally abominable. This was not right? morally repugnant, <laughs> and it was not structurally incoherent. Right. This is like, a nothing episode. This is not a like I still put my highest tier for an episode where literally nothing happens at the haircut episode. This comes in ahead of the haircut episode. Yeah. I, I found the haircut episode more enjoyable to watch because it's more actively awful. Okay, I, here's Fair why point. I think you found it. Here's why I think you found it more enjoyable to watch because it was earlier in this process. <laughs> like, we've we've been doing this for longer now, and your fatigue, your 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 no, your mechanical war exhaustion is higher. <laughs> so, Let alone what so, your absolutism is. Right. That's a joke that makes no sense to anyone other than two other people. Right, who probably don't listen to the show anyway. <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, so it's I that's why that's the only reason I think that you found this one so awful. Well, look, I can only later. experience things in terms that I can experience them, just like Doug. <laughs> Boom. And on that God, horrifying what, note. What a, no, what about empathy? Come on, everybody. <laughs> It's a good concept Everybody. in theory, but in practice, I'm not convinced. Let's all please. let's all shut up and try to be himbos. Everybody, what do you say? Please. Come on, guys. No, let's let's, let's be let's the himbo embrace, podcast. Let's, let's all be embrace the... empathy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, empathy's for psychos and losers. Let's we all can be, be uh, We can try being empathetic, or we can be the teenage bimbos from planet Earth. Himbos, <laughs> we're himbos. I, this is negotiable. We'll figure something out. I'm researching for the role of empathy and kindness to everyone. I'm researching for the part of Iron Man with a gun. No. Let's call, let's call this one here. I value you guys. We value you too, Mike. Not least because you put up with us doing this to you constantly. We're friends. We are. <laughs> All right, let's call this one here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, in another episode of the Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Good night. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>